Shalom Abrach, we're up to you. Today's daf discusses damages to the male anatomy, how to heal a wound in a gid, the halacha, the kashras of someone who is urinating through both of his pipes, the halachic status of women who are together with each other. And then we have a new mission that talks about who a pitzuagdaka and a chorus shivcha are allowed to marry. We have a discussion of Shloyma Melech and the halachic status of marrying a woman. And then we have another Mishnah which discusses marrying into other nations, specifically Amoin and Moyav, Mitzvi and Adoimi. We begin with Rabbi Yehuda, Mashmuel, who tells us that if a man has a hole in his gid and then it heals up, as long as it, the hole won't open when he emits carry. He's kosher. But if that pressure would open the wound, then he's possible. So Rava analyzes this halacha, and he says, where is this hole? Is it under the atara? If it's under the atara, then even if it was entirely cut off, it would be mutter, not just a hole. Elamai we're talking about in the atara itself. In fact, we learned there, Mari Bar Mar says in the name of Mar that if the atara has a hole in it, and then it closes up, and as long as it won't open when he has carry, he's kosher. Otherwise, he's possible. Rava, the son of Rabbah, asked Rav Yosef, what are we supposed to do if someone taka has a hole in his atara? So he said, take a piece of barley. That's, take, take a piece of, um, take a loaf of hot barley bread and place it on his backside. And that will make him have carry. And then you could see if the hole will open. This is a way of testing to see how bad the the wound is. So Abaye says, "Wait, we're not all like Yaakov Avinu, who, who says, you know, that he never saw Carrie in his life until he had his children. So why do you have to go to such extremes of bringing this barley bread? So rather, Abaye says, okay, so we'll bring him some woman's clothing. Rava says, wow, we're not all like Barzili Hagalodi, who was so... Meshukats that he would have carried just from seeing clothing, that he would need clothing in order to make him have carry. We're not all sort of bezima like that. Rather, we have to go back to the warm barley loaf trip. Next, the Gemara brings it to Sefta and the Gemara in Chulim Memches that if someone has a hole in his gid, he is possible because the zero will spill out and won't shoot out kechets, and therefore he has the din of being sterile. If it heals up, then he'll be kosher because now he's able to have children. This is a psal which now reverts back to kasras. Why does it dafka say oh, this guy is a guy who becomes kosher as opposed to who? Like Gemara says, as opposed to somebody, as opposed to an a- a animal's lung, which has a filament that goes over a wound. That's not a real healing. There's still the sircha there, and he'll still be puzzled, even though it's quote-unquote, healed. So now Rav Idibar Oven asks Abaye, how do we heal someone who has a hole in his gid? So he said, you take a piece of barley and you scratch a wound into it in that spot, so it'll start bleeding. Then you take some animal fat and you rub it on and then bring a fat ant and let the ant bite into that area where it's forming a scab and then cut off its head so that the head of the ant remains there while it's healing. And when the 
blood clots, the head of the ant will remain in there and create a seal. But this only, but he said, make sure to only create the wound with barley. Don't use metal because the, the metal wound will be too much and won't heal. And this also only works if it's a small hole. If it's a big hole, then it won't work. It'll just, the, the scab will just come right off. Next, Rabbi Barav Huna tells us that if someone urinates from both pipes, from the urination pipe and the pipe for, for Zera, he is puzzled. Rava says, we don't paschal like him or his father. See, his father, of Huna said that if women touch each other romantically, they are puzzled to Kuna. They have the din of Zainus. But we don't paschal like him because that's not real Tashmish. And even according to Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that if a Pnuya has Tashmish with a Ponui, but it's not L'Shem Ishus, she has the din of a Zoyna, that's only with a man and a woman because they actually have Tashmish. But with two women, it's just Pritzusa Ba'alma. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us that a Petsuadaka and a Koreshivcha are allowed to marry a Giyoris and a freed slave. They're only not allowed to marry someone who is Bekahal Hashem, as opposed to a Giyoris and a Meshuchreris. Now the Gemara asks, what happens with a Koyin who is a Petsuadaka? Could he marry a Giyoris and a Meshuchreris? Does he still have the Kedusha of a Kahuna? Or maybe, since he's a Petsu Adaka, he, he loses the Kedusha of a Kahuna entirely, in which case he's allowed to marry her. So Rav Sheshis answered, we have a Brisa. We learned that a Petsu Adaka, who's a Yisrael, is allowed to marry an Asinus, an Asinus, someone from the Gevoinim. Now the Torah told us that we're not allowed to marry the Shavobos. Elamai, it must be that the Israel who's Petsudaka loses the Kedusha and therefore he's allowed to marry her. But Rava says, no, you can't bring it from there. It's not a din in Kedusha and the Israel losing his Kedusha. It's a Gezerah that they may have a child who's going to be Oved if he's going to out marrying a Gaia. But as, as, as soon as she is Migayeres, technically she would be a mother, but the Rabbanan still made a Gezerah that, that they might have a child who will go to Oved but if he's a Petsuadaka, they're not having that issue of having children, so their abundant didn't make a Xera. So you can't bring it right from there to a Kahuna. That's a, it's a derisa of marrying a Gyaris. It's not a Xera der So the Gemara now asks if that's true, a Mamzer who can have children should be Osir, but we learned in a Mishnah that a, that a Mamzer and, and Nisinim are allowed to marry each other. And there's no issue of Lysis Chasen Bom. Rather, the Gemara explains that the Gzeras Rabbonon was only on Ksherim. They did not make their Gzeras of marrying the Nasinim by Psulim, like a Psuadaka or, or a Mamzer. So Rava actually changed his mind and he says that Lysis Khanin is not going on them while they're still a Goy, but once they're Megayer, you can marry them. So now Rabbi Yosef asks, as soon as they get married, you let, you let them marry them. What, what happened with Shlomo HaMelech? Shlomo married Bas Pare Melech Mitzrayim. How is he allowed to do that? She's not Jewish. The Gemara says, no, he was Megai or her. I, they didn't accept any Geirim during David and Shlomo's rule because we were worried that they just wanted to be part of the Shulchan Malachim. So the Gemara says that she was a princess in Egypt. She didn't need the Shulchan Malachim. Beseder, he was Megai or her. The Gemara asks, she's still a first generation Mitzri and you're not allowed to marry a Mitzri until the third generation. The Gemara says, okay, maybe you'll tell me that the only Mitzrayim that were usher are the original Mitzrayim that enslaved us in Mitzrayim, and these are like a new breed. Now we learn in a Bryce story, Yehuda says, there was a story with Rabbi Akiva. One of his Talmidim said, I'm a Mitzri, I'm going to marry a Mitzris nowadays. Right? Not the original Mitzrayim. 
And then I'll have my son marry his daughter. And this way, at least in two generations, there'll be a third generation Mitzvah and I'll be able to marry her. Love you back how. But you see that this Mitzvah nowadays, after the original Shibud, are still Mitzvah. Same halachas apply. So if Papa answers, you can't learn out from Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech drew together all the nations of the world and he clung to them with love, but he did not actually marry her, this Mitzri. Right, the Pesach says, saying that he married her. Since he loved her so much, it was to the point that the Torah considers it like they were married. Shravina tells Ravashi, going back on what we said before, that a Petuadaka is mutter to marry a Nesino. We learned in a Mishnah that a Petuadaka and a Shifcha are allowed to marry a Giyaris and a Mishochoreres, Mashma that he, they cannot marry a Nesina. So he says, okay, that's an interesting diok. In the Seifa it says that they're not allowed to marry a Bekahal. That sounds like they can't marry a Bekahal, but they can marry a Nesina. So it's an opposite diok. You can't bring a Raya because it's Meduik in opposite directions. So now we have another Mishnah that tells us that an Amoni and a Avi are Osir to marry into Klai Yisrael forever. However, the the woman of Amon and Moiv, their mother immediately, first generation, Giyaris. Mitzri and Adoimi are not Osir after two generations. So the third generation and on is mother, male and female. But Shimon says that the female Mitzri and Adoimis are mother right away. They can be Megayaris and immediately marry into the Kahal. And he brings a Kavachimer. In the one case when we answer the males, Forever. The females are mutter. When we are answering the males for only three generations, the woman should vandai be mutter right away. So the Chachamim turned to him and said, Look, if you made up this halacha yourself, we're going to try to shlug you up. But if this is a halacha, that you were mekabel, then we're not going to mess with you. And he says, No, this is a halacha that I got from Arabim. So the Gemara asks, How do we know that, an am, that a female Amon and Moyav is mutter bekal Hashem immediately? So Rebbechanan says, we learn from the Pasuk, when Shol saw David going out to fight Goliath, he turned to Avner, his general, and said, who is this kid? And Avner says, I don't know. So the Gemara Shol didn't know who David was. David was his heart player. No, he was asking, who is David's father? So the Gemara further says, well, how, how did Shol not know who his father was? His father used to make an entrance with 600,000 people. So rather, Shol was asking, where does David come from? From Peretz or from Zerach? Because if he comes from Peretz, he's going to become the king. If he comes from... Because it says, Shamelech Peretz, says Derech. A king can go wherever he wants. But if he comes from, from Mizrach, then he's just going to become a very Choshev person. Why was Shaul thinking that he was going to become a king or a Choshev person? What, what happened? Well, you see, Shaul donned, uh, David Malach donned Shaul's armor when he went out to fight Goliath. And it fit him perfectly. And Shaul was head and shoulders above everybody else. He was very tall. And yet David, who was not particularly tall, fit perfectly. He realized there was a nace that was happening for this kid. So something special was going to happen to him. Is he going to become a king or just an ish choshuv? So Doeg Doimi turns to Shaul and says, look, before you try to figure out where he comes from, to see if, 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 before you're trying to figure out whether he's going to be a king or not, first find out if he's allowed to even marry Bekahal. Because he comes from Rus, Hamoy Avia. So Avner said, Look, we have a, a Mishnah that tells us that only the Amoinim are usher to marry into Kal, not Amoinis. 
the Moyavi and not a Moyavis. Rus was a female Moyavis. She was a, she's 100% mother to marry Boyaz. Right, the Pesach says Mamzer and not a Mamzeres. It says Mamzer, which is, which is a lotion of a Mumzor. Okay, what about a Mitzri and not, not a Mitzris? Shouldn't we say the same thing there? That a, that a Mamzeres and a Mitzris should be allowed right away? So Mitzris is different because the Torah actually tells us that the reason why Amunamoyev are not allowed to marry into the Ka'al at all, forever, is because they did not come to offer Kalayasrael um, bread and water. And men you come out to offer the Hachanasasarachim, the bread and water, and not women. Therefore, the women are not punished for not offering us what to eat and drink. The Gemara says, who says the men would come out to feed the men and the women would come out to feed the women? At that point, Avner was quiet. He didn't have a response. So right then, the, the, the Pasuk says, HaMelech Sha'alato ben mi he'olem. Find out who is this kid, this olem, this child. Why did it change from calling him a narata and olem? He said, this halacha was nisalma, it was hidden from you. So go to the base medrash and find out what's the halacha with, uh, with, uh, with David Melech Sihus, with Rus. So he went and they told him, Amon vale amonis, my avi vale my avis. So they asked them all, all of his kashas, and they were quiet. So they wanted to put out a call kairi against David Melch to say that he, was not, he didn't have kashiyichus. So immediately the pastor tells us, And it also says, Yeser ha-yishma'eli. And Rav explains that Yeser drew his sword. Yishmael, and he said, Anyone. Who doesn't know this, doesn't listen to this halacha, will meet the pointy edge of my sword. He says, I have a Kabbalah from the base din of Shmuel Haramosi. Amoini Amoinis, my ovi ovis, female Amoini, and my ovis are allowed by Kalash and immediately Rus was kosher, and therefore Dovid Malach is kosher. Don't you do any of your kolkares. Ah, why did they believe Shmuel? Well, why did they believe Yasser? Abba Marav told us that Tam Chacham. Is a lot of paskin before the halacha comes before him, but you can't start piping up with your mesorahs after the psaks are already here. The the, the shayla already was presented. Maybe he's just saying this because of the case that came up. So the gemara explains that since Shmuel's bezdin was actually still mekuyim, they could just go to the bezdin and double check what he was saying. That's why we accepted it. But Maisa, we still have a, a, a kasha from Doig. Why don't we say that the men came out? to feed the men, and the woman came out to feed the woman, therefore the woman should also be punished for not feeding the woman. And uh, we explain that based on the Pesach, that all the honor of a woman is within, that the woman don't come out, but it's And in Israel they said, maybe it was Yitzchak who said, when the Malachim told Avram, they were giving him nachas, that his wife was in the tent. He's actually Tanoim, Rabbi Huda says, And Shimon says, It's not just a drosha that allows the, the woman of, of Amon Moiv to marry into Kala Yisrael. We have a reason why the men are not allowed, because they did not offer bread and water to Kala Yisrael. And the woman, it's not, that wasn't their job, so they're not punished for not offering that to us. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.